I'm Casey Grime. And I'm Amanda White. Welcome and thanks for coming inside the Co-Talk Classroom. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us this week as we dive into math. Um, so since we've come back from winter break, we have decided to tackle integer concepts in the coordinate plane before we move into inequalities moving forward. Yeah, you know, integers are something that our students just haven't really been exposed to. They've seen positive numbers, which make up half of our integers, but they haven't really been exposed to negative numbers yet not in a way that they can really conceptualize. So how have you started to really tackle that concept with our students? Yeah, um, integers is actually one of my favorite things to go over with kids. And you're right, it is super difficult. And I just was trying to think of a way to bridge that gap between not knowing anything about negative numbers and then looking forward to what they have to do for the later part of middle school and mm -hmm. seventh grade where all of a sudden they're just jumping into all computation with integers. Mm -hmm. um, so what we decided to do this year was really kind of dive into that real world application. And so I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago when we first brought up negatives, people, most of the kids were like, well, we don't know anything about that. Yeah. But as soon as we started to dive into those real world applications of what can a negative number mean, where you have a loss of an investment, believe it or not, that was an example one of our students gave. Yeah. Or spending money versus gaining money or diving down, like if you're scuba diving instead of going up in an airplane. And so just starting off with that real world application of what does that mean for a positive versus a negative number really kind of helped solidify that understanding of what is an integer overall. Yeah, I think just kind of those big ideas of where do we see negatives made it really easy to just quickly attach that quote subtraction sign in front of our numbers to show, hey, we know what negative numbers are and this is now what they look like when we write them down on paper. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so once we did that, it was really easy for us to then kind of take that number line, that visual, actually utilizing that manipulative of that number line, and then expand it to the left past zero. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really successful going in that particular order with our kids in order to just get that basic understanding of what is an integer and what is an opposite and that every whole number, positive whole number, has that opposite and that's what makes our realm of integers. Yeah, and you went straight from taking those opposites and those negative numbers to getting into the idea of absolute value. and. I just always love how you introduce that to kids. It's talking about, you know, you can't have a negative jump. You can't have negative distance. Do you mind just elaborating on that? Um, yeah, because, you know, a lot of kids get absolute value and opposite. They think they're the same thing mm -hmm. and, and they're not. Um, and so we always want to look at absolute value as the distance a number is from zero on the number line. And so we, we do, I always try to make it, you know, as interesting as possible, but also real life. And so we kind of look at, all right, if I jump in the right direction or if I jump in the left direction, I'm still jumping and I'm still giving off that energy. I can't take those jumps away. It's not like I can, I have to like give somebody money 
right? In order to have that negative number. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also kind of talked about like Google Maps or your speedometer on the car, where if I were to open up my map, it doesn't matter if I'm going right or I'm going left, I'm still driving or walking that distance. Um, I'm just going in a particular direction. And that's what that absolute value has to do with, where it's a little bit different than that opposite. So I can never have that negative value when I'm looking at that absolute value solution. Yeah, just having all of those examples of what students have actually seen and experienced makes it so much easier for them to really understand these concepts as we've been going in. So I've loved just seeing the students' background knowledge and hearing about their experiences, you know, sitting in the car with your parents as they're driving or putting the car into reverse. You don't get negative miles on your car, though maybe we wish that we could. (laughs) Negative miles on our tires, right? But we don't have those things. We still have that distance that is being driven or that distance from where we began. So I've loved just all of that conceptualization and those real world connections that have been made throughout this different unit. Yeah, Um, we've got a test on that today too, which I just think that you've prepared students so well for. And so I'm just really excited to see how they do on that. Me too. Um, I wanted to just kind of switch gears a little bit. I know that together we've been reading this book called Grading for Equity, and you have really just without hesitancy, you have taken what you're learning from that book and you've started to apply it to our math class. And our students are responding to that so strongly. Would you talk to us about what you've been doing to make sure that students are really growing within our math class and having grades reflect that? Yeah. So, you know, we had this conversation kind of at the end of second quarter where you know, the quarter is coming to an end and we have so many kids that want to bump up their grade because, mm-hmm. because, you know, once you get to, you have letter grades, everything is about the grade. And so students are starting to ask and can I turn this in? Can I turn this in? And it's like miles away from when we've taken that unit test. And mm-hmm. so that learning activity just doesn't hold the weight that it did before because it did not prepare those students for that assessment. And so one of the points that was made in that in that book, first of all, was, you know, the zero, like mathematically and and as a math teacher, I, Mm -hmm. I see that mathematically, it doesn't make sense. But there's that point of I'm giving a learning activity to kids, it's important, they need to do it. So let's just not accept zeros. Um, And in order to do that, let's give kids the time that they need in order to get that stuff done and turned in with help. Because from my experience, most of the time, if a student doesn't have something done, it's because they're struggling. They're Mm -hmm. either struggling with time management or they're struggling with finding the time in order to do it. Because so many of our kids have, you know, so many things that they're doing outside of school or they're struggling with the concept and they just aren't comfortable asking for help inside of the classroom with everybody else yeah so because we're also super big on that concept of retrieval and constantly bringing back back past skills what i've decided is that every two weeks all of the kids who have everything turned in they're going to go and they are going to work on like this escape room mania which is just like the rest of the year a challenge where Mm -hmm. they're working on retrieving and the current skills and everything kind of mixed together on those in a in a collaborative station and then all of the kids who have things that need to be done while we're still working on that unit before we've taken that assessment are then staying and they're getting that help or that time or that support in order to get those learning activities in 
And so last week we had our first day and it was so incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you took the, the kids that were in that escape room mania and, and everybody came back in. It was like they were like all jacked up from having so much fun doing math. I was yeah. a little jealous, <laughs> but it like it seemed like it went really well. It was amazing. We had really just gotten to dig into previously learned skills and really building in that space practice to where we went back to the very first escape room is working with decimal computation, adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing. And students were just so ready to dive back in and have conversations with their peers about what the rules were when we're adding and subtracting. Hey, don't forget we have to line up the decimal here. I think that's where your error came in. And it was just such positive conversations because it's skills that they had mastered that then they're coming back to and just making sure like, hey, yeah, I still got that. And their collaboration with one another was just beautiful. They were so willing to help one another out and they were willing to like dig back into notes that they had before they came and asked for help, which I just loved seeing that independence within them for that space practice. And they just had such a blast. And I know coming up their next space practice is actually something that is more current. And so we're just gonna keep switching in those really previously learned content stuff from like September and then come back to January and then go back to November and then come back up to February and just really like intermix all of these different skills so that they're really interleaving all these different concepts. Yeah. And they just had so much fun with it. They were so excited the whole time. I don't think a single kid was bored. (laughs) That's amazing. And on my end, the kids who had things that weren't turned in, I just know that so many of them were appreciative of that time. But I also held those kids back in here who had completed something that didn't show that they Mm -hmm. quite understood it. And so we were able to sit like one-on-one or in a small group of one-on-three and really dig into that concept for better understanding. And so I saw some kids in here that would like complete something and they would have maybe like 70% mastery on it. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, Mrs. White, can I have another chance? Because I know that I can do better now that we've just talked to it over again. Um, And so I'm just seeing that empowerment from just that one time of having that chance to, it's okay, I'm going to receive help in order to get this done so that I know I'm not going to fail because my teachers are not going to accept that this year. Yeah, I've just been so inspired by how the concept of a missing assignment has been taken out of our math class. And instead, it's being put into Infinite Campus as an incomplete And that's just a clue of, for us and also for the student, is my learning is not done yet. Mm -hmm. It's not a punishment. It's not anything that's going to deteriorate that confidence. It's just a clue in and a metacognition piece of, I'm not done learning that yet. And these every other Fridays are not any sort of punishment. They're not any sort of anything other than giving every single student in our class exactly what they need for their learning and having that one-on-one time or that small group time just the second that I walked in you were like oh my gosh this kid doesn't have anything that's not turned in and every single student left last Friday with having absolutely everything turned in Mm -hmm. right how awesome is that that we're giving kids the time to advocate for what they need and making sure that they're getting that individualized instruction for everything that they need for those incomplete learning opportunities that they have. It's been awesome. It's been so awesome. So let's get into these signature questions. What's one aspect of how we've met the needs of all learners this week? Oh, this, this week was, was a challenge. 
um, we took that integer concepts and we moved it over to that coordinate grid. Mm -hmm. And you know, COVID, like it's just <laughs> messed up timelines here and there for yeah. every, everybody. And you know, our class is like a melting pot. We don't come from just one elementary school. We right. probably have eight elementary schools that have fed just into our classroom. Um, and so we have had some kids who have had zero experience with the coordinate plane, and we have others who have mastered it completely. And, and so, you know, we just kind of divided and conquered, I would say. Yeah. Where we had extension activities ready to go. We made sure everybody had a refresh, at least, of that instruction. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had kids that were working in partners on certain pieces and we had students that were really getting that support with constant check-ins throughout the week yeah and then those other students who needed it had extensions where they were then taking in this like creative building process using the coordinate grid in order to have a little bit of fun with that extensive practice yeah i they just had so much fun with their creativity and also just that time piece really gave them the opportunity to ask for help when they needed it with that individual work time and i saw students who had come up and asked for help multiple times just knowing that they had that safe space and the time to do so mm -hmm. so it's been really cool seeing how those needs have been met this week yeah so digging into these retrieval questions can we have two to three retrieval questions that parents can be asking students at home to enhance their learning yeah sure so i really think it's important to continue with that real world application so just anytime you're out about, especially in winter, like you know how they have temperatures that are like on the banks or whatever up on the <laughs> signs, just when you're out and about, like give me an example of a like real world negative number that mm -hmm. you would see out and about, or what does that mean? If you see that negative four on the, on the bank sign, okay, tell me what does that mean in terms of why is that negative? Um, another one would go, be going back to that comparing between like absolute values and just integers in general. So like which number has a greater value, the absolute value of negative five or positive four? Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, just which direction do you move in first when plotting or finding points on a coordinate plane? That's also important. We need our kids to remember that you have to walk to the elevator before you can push that button to go up or down. Absolutely. All right, well, thank you so much for listening this week. We hope that you just have a really great understanding of what's happening in our math class, um, seeing what we're doing, and we'll meet you back here next week to talk about language arts.